Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey. And the wisdom of God transcends, it lifts you over. Where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. Love is a manifestation of strength. The Holy Spirit produces nothing but strength in us. I want to show you. Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get on course. You can't build an expectation of other people based on what you do. You, that's a good way to get hurt. Why didn't they do it like me? Because they're not you. You see, I get every time, every time something happens, a thousand people will give me a card. I don't care if you laugh at Christmas. At Christmas, I'm going to get a thousand more. <laughs> watch, watch this. So I'm going to get a thousand more. So if I keep, watch this, if I keep all the Easter cards and all the birthday cards, you got it? All the Christmas cards and all the cards of pastor, thank you for this and thank you for that. Man, I'm not, I have nothing in my room but cards. You see what I'm saying? A lot of times you want people to act the way you act when they won't raise the way you were raised. Th- their role is totally different. You, uh, you know, you say, well, I keep all my cards. You don't get but five on your birthday. Right? Let me, come, can I tell you, let me tell you how it used to be. And please, I, I hope you, you're getting help. I got two more scriptures to read. I had this thing whenever you, you know, when I went through this phase where you would give me iTunes cards, I would, I would scratch off the iTunes card, put it in the iTunes system, and then keep the card on my dresser. I'm monthly, I'm looking at it like, why do I have a stack of iTunes cards I was already used? Because I didn't want to throw them away. That's, that's demonic. No, I get them, the stack, throw them in the garbage. Now think about it like this. What is there in your life that's unique to you that you're putting demands on others based on. So when you look back in, when you go back into your past and look at why you hurt, you, you probably put a demand on a person that it was impossible for them to keep. They couldn't be that person to you. No one can be God to you but God. No, no, listen, no one can, no one can, no one can, uh, uh, you say, I just want to be loved perfectly. There's no human being that can love you perfectly. I just want him to get my back. Well, how does that work? Did you tell him? Because I'm going to tell you what. If you have expectations of people that you never communicate to them, it's like blindfolding a, a runner, shooting the gun for them to run, and having them jump hurdles. There's no way they can jump hurdles blindfolded. And when they crash into the hurdle, now you're mad. When you, when you start looking, when we, when we calm down and take a look and assess the situation fairly, what we find is a lot of times all people were doing was doing their best to get through their part of the story. And you expecting them to help you with yours. Everybody got a part of the story they got to live out. And it's not always, how many of you get to certain parts of your story, you go, man, this is hard. Anybody, you go, this is hard. I, I, I love Jesus and I believe the word, but this is hard. Can you imagine that it's like that for the other person too? And so I, I, I had to deal with this situation recently. There's a, a believer who um, was angry with another believer, and the believer was angry because she said, uh, when people, I pray for them and they don't pray for me. I said, what do you mean? She said, well, well how was I was sick and nobody called to pray for me. 
I said, but prayer is your ministry. So if, watch this now. So let's say me and, me and Ella Fanny, let's say uh, we're friends. She's an intercessor. I'm a teacher. Okay? Her gift is prayer. My gift is teaching. Well, if I get sick, I know that's what she does. So prayer is going to be a blessing for her to do it. But if she gets sick, I may pray five minutes, but I, I'm going to want to teach her. Why? I want to teach her because I'm a teacher. You got it? So, so I can't expect people to do for me what I do for them just because, just because I did it for them. Is that too deep for? And we get ourselves in trouble. I never forget our anniversary. And he always forget our anniversary. Men will do that. Men forget when the children are born. They're just glad that they were born. See, a lot of times men get dates mixed up. Like, I got kids, two were born in February. I don't know which one was born the second, which one was born the 13th. I know one of them was. 50% of the time, I get it right. You got it? That's the way it works. They can't get offended. That's just the way that is. Now, uh, go to the scripture in the Bible. I want to show you real quickly. Go to John chapter 3. Always know who you are in the story. Always know who you are in the story. If, 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 when you're in a situation, always be clear of who you are. Look at this story. So John's disciples came to him and said, Rabbi, the man you met on the other side of Jordan, the Jordan River, the one you identified as the Messiah, he is also baptizing people. And everybody is going to him instead of coming to us. Now, they, they, they're getting offended. Look at the next verse. John replied. Read this out loud with me. Ready? No one can receive anything unless God gives it. Stop right there. If you, were to, if you were to incorporate this into your way of thinking, it will help you a lot. No one can receive anything unless God gives it to them. No one can receive any. You, don't, don't be jealous. God gave, if God gave to them, there's nothing you could do about it. They can receive it by themselves. Now look at the next verse. You yourselves know how plainly I told you, John is telling them, I am not the Messiah. I'm only here to prepare the way for him. John knew who he was. Now look at verse 29. This is interesting. It is the bridegroom who marries the bride. The best man is simply glad to do what? Stand with him and hear his vows. Therefore, I'm filled with what? Joy and his success. Now this is, this is critical. When you go to the wedding, if you are a part of the wedding party, sir, know which role you're playing. Because when the preacher says you may kiss the bride, he's not talking to you unless you're the, you got it. If you're not the groom, he's not talking to you. And this is in this classic example of not knowing who you are messes us up. We get into a situation and we don't know who we are. And we expect certain things. Like, for example, um, you know, if you, you know, I look at one of the, one of the most difficult ministries to me in church. I, I was a, a music pastor for 12 years. That's the most difficult ministry. Uh, um, the, the, the music team, the choir, the praise worship team, they're what we call, we all are really replacement worshipers. Um, in heavens, Lucifer was the, was the um, crown, he was the uh, anointed cherub. He was anointed to worship. That was his thing. He was the music minister of the universe. And when, when he fell from heaven, when God cast him out, God gave that gift to people. And so now we worship collectively. And, and Satan hates that. So music ministry is always under attack. 
So, so what, when people come into music ministry, the one thing that you have to be clear of, if, you, if, if you're watching me by Streaming Faith, or even you're listening to this by, by whatever, DVD, MP3, whatever, you have to understand this. If, when you come into music ministry, you automatically are signing up for attack. Because whenever a group does, like what happened tonight, and the worship goes in, and your heart is turned towards God, and like we can hardly come out of God's presence, the enemy does not, he takes that, and here's what bothers him. He's looking at each individual on the platform going, I know who this person is, and, and now how can they do When I messed up, you threw me out of heaven. Then give me a second chance. But they are messed up, and you let them worship like this? And see, you, since you won't get them, I'm going to get them. That's how Satan thinks. You got it? So when you come into music ministry, here's how you know me to tell people. Don't come in looking at other people's issues. Look at yours. Because if, you can, if God would allow you to come in and worship with your issues, then certainly he let them worship with theirs. No, you, you know, when we come in, even when you're going to give your position a title, don't, don't take that with a grain of salt. You know, you're talking, I'm the sergeant of the arms. What's that? <laughs> Show me sergeant of the arms in the Bible. We've been making stuff up and hurting people. Now, now, now you're the fashion police. Your skirt too short. And your hair too big. You see, you see what I'm saying? There... there <laughs> What we do is we miss, we miss the fact that we weren't called to police them. We were called to sing. As they grow in the Lord, you read Romans 15, as they grow in the Lord, they will change. They will, they will, I, I got to let the Holy Spirit deal with them because he's dealing with me too. And we all appear to, to, to worship together. How many of you see how important that is? I got, you got to know who you are in the story. What, the, what you expect has everything to do with how things turn out. Or the people who come to this church and they, will, they, they come, and uh, one person told me, said, well, I can't come to the church because you all don't shout. I said, you mean you don't, we don't shout? What do you mean? Y'all don't dance in the spirit. And I said, and that's important to you? And she said, yes. I said, well, maybe this is not the church for you. She said, that's why I left. That's okay, good. And I thought to myself, maybe we need to shout more. Watch this. Because someone leaves your life, because of, who you are, because of how you are, doesn't mean you should change who you are. Because the, here's the, I'm going to show you something. See, you, you're going to change that little thing about you for one person when the majority of people are here because you don't carry on. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I like a good shout. I'm not a dancer, but I like, I like when, when the Holy Spirit creates pandemonium in the sanctuary. But that's not the whole premise of why we come together. Be, be careful of changing your flavor because it's not in, in season. Because there's somebody out there that loves your flavor and they're looking for you. This is critical. Now look, look at this. So always know who you are in the story. If, you, if you're a bridesmaid, you're a bridesmaid. If you're, if you're a groom, you're the groom. Not, or if you're the best man, you're the best man. Know who you are. If, if you know who you are, and who you're not, you can better govern two things about yourself. Number one, you can govern your expectations. You can govern your what? That means, that's right. So when they're taking pictures afterwards, you don't have to be in the pictures because it's, it's their day. But you can, you can govern your emotions because let me tell you something about emotions. Emotions don't care. No, let me tell you about emotions. You can go to your girlfriend's wedding and you love her, you're glad for her, and end up and leave jealous. Now I'm about to ask you, you know, I'm about to do. 
Has it ever happened to you? Put your, no, honestly, put your hand up. You leave us, I ain't got nobody. Ever, y'all want me to tell the truth? Father, in the name of Jesus, let a spirit of truth. <laughs> How many of you women ever went to a wedding and you left jealous because you know, she, left with a, she had on a pretty dress and she left with a man on her arm? I ain't got nobody. It happens all the time. So when you know who you are in the story, you get to govern what you expect and you get to govern your emotions, how you feel. When your emotions start, start saying, Oh, well, you know, you ain't got nobody. You say, no, this is not my day. This is her day. You start putting yourself in check and don't allow yourself to go. Now, next thing you know, you won't even, she come back from a honeymoon, you won't even call your friend. And your friend going, you know the strangest thing? She, she came to my wedding. She helped me get together. And after she wouldn't even talk to me. And let me tell you something about hurt. Sometimes when we know that our hurt, our hurting is unwarranted, we become ashamed. And we hide from people that we were connected to because we're ashamed that we offended with them for no reason. Listen to this. We're offended with them because of something that's lacking in our lives. Because God is blessing them, we become offended with them, so we disconnect from them. That's not the will of God. And if Satan can keep you to, uh, or have you keep doing that, you mess up all your relationships. I want to show you a story. I want to end with this tonight. I want to show you a story that's going to help you. It, um, it's actually a couple. When we use the word disappointed, uh, uh, disappointment only happens if there was an appointment. Now listen to, listen to this question carefully. How many of you have ever been disappointed? Okay, disappointed. Disappointment can only happen, as I said, when, when there was an appointment. So here's a question. Who made the appointment? I've been disappointed with God. When the truth of the matter is, the appointment that was missed, God didn't make it. I did. When we say, well, you, I'm just so disappointed, it means that you had appointed something to this person. Or you had appointed someone to do something. And when it didn't happen, you became disappointed. And really, watch this, it was your expectation. Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Imagine being filled with a peace so deep that the world around you can't touch it. Pastor Hart Ramsey is on a mission to help believers understand what it means to have a healthy, prayer-based relationship with God. He's doing that through his brand new book titled Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer. Prayer at first was a struggle because, you know, it, it really takes faith to pray. You have to, you have to trust that God is like a person, he's a real person, and that he's the one that invented the concept of prayer. In this book, you'll learn how to ensure your relationship with God is based on a new and improved covenant, which dangerous prayer habits to avoid, and what to do when prayer doesn't yield the answers you want. It's time to trust God enough to make your prayer life truly about Him. Pick up your copy of Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer from Hart Ramsey, available now at Amazon, iTunes, and wherever books are sold. Let's go! Have you subscribed to Heart Ramsey's Uplift? It's his national text message service where daily you get to hear from the heart of God through the man of God, Heart Ramsey. To subscribe, simply text the word Uplift to the number 46786. Once again, text the word Uplift 
to the number 46786. And daily, you'll receive a text message designed to uplift your spirit, encourage your heart, and empower your walk. Subscribe today to Heart Ramsey's Uplift. Amen. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. So there's a story in the Bible. There's a general in the Syrian army. His name is Naaman. How many of you ever heard the story of Naaman? You should have heard this in Sunday school. I want to point out something from this story before we go. Let me get a musician. Uh, and I wish I knew where that, that scripture was in John 17 because it had a, a really incredible point there. The Bible says that Naaman went with his horses and chariots and waited at the, do- at the door of Elisha's house. Someone, a young maiden told him there's a prophet in Israel that could heal you. And so he came to Israel. He came to Elisha's house with expectation. Look at the way the story plays out, verse 10. But Elisha sent a messenger out to him with this message. Go wash yourself seven times in the Jordan River, then your skin will be restored and you'll be healed of leprosy. Now what's interesting is I'm a general. Now let me point the picture for you. I'm a general in the Syrian army. We're one of the most powerful armies in the world. I bring my entourage clear across the border in my full military regalia, and I show up at this prophet's door to show him honor because I want to be healed. I knock on the door. His servant comes to the door. Tell the prophet Elijah, General Naaman is here. Yes, the renowned Naaman. He goes in to the prophet's quarters. uh, Prophet General Naaman is out here. Yeah, tell him, God told me he was coming. Tell him to go wash in the Jordan River for seven times. Now, let me tell you the thing about the Jordan River. You could smell it before you got to it. It stunk to high heaven. And so, of course, when that happens, look at verse 11. But Naaman became angry and he stalked away. I thought he would certainly come out to meet me. He, he expected. He said, I expected him to wave his hand over the leprosy and call in the name of the Lord his God and heal me. Wait a minute. Expectation means to see into the future. How could you see that happening to you? How do you expect that when it never happened to you before? No one had been healed of leprosy ever before. So, so, so if someone is going to do something for you that's never been done before, how are you going to tell them how to do it? If someone is doing you a favor, how are you going to tell me how to do you a favor? So he came to the door. Watch this now. He came to the door. His life was a wreck. He was, he was successful in this area, but hidden under all that military uniform was leprosy so deep that it was a shame to him. He comes to the prophet's door to be healed. And when he comes, instead of coming with, as an empty vessel, he comes full of expectation. And when he shows up at the door, the prophet sends a messenger to him with instructions. The instructions were, go wash in the Jordan River seven times, you'll come back clean. The anointing is in the instruction. The anointing is in, say that with me, the anointing. If God gives you instructions on how to do something through someone, that's what anointing is. After the word comes to you, now it's on you. But the Bible says that he walked away and he was hurt. He got hurt. And watch this. He was hurt because he expected to be done a certain way. And many times that's what happens to us. We expected God to move a certain way and God didn't. So you offended. You expected God to come at a certain time and God didn't come. Now you offended. You expected things to be different and they aren't. Now you offended. 
And remember, expectation is based upon you trying to see into the future, and you can't. Look at the next verse. Aren't the rivers of Damascus, the Abana, and the Farfa better than any of the rivers of Israel? This is what he's saying. Why shouldn't I wash in them and be healed? His thing is like, wait a minute. Now watch this. Everybody look at me. I want to help you. Naaman comes to Elisha. He's two things. He's a general, but he's a leper. How many of you see that? He's a general, but he's a leper. He's a general and he's a... You see what I'm doing? If you come to me to be healed of your leprosy, why should I speak to the general? God said a leper was coming to be healed. But you come as a general. You can't come as a general and get leper miracles. And what happens this many times is we are so high and mighty when we come into a situation that when God speaks to the low part, now I'm mad. I can't believe Pastor gave me that word from the pulpit. I wasn't speaking to the whole you. I was speaking to the broken you. And if you, if you were thinking, the broken you should have embraced it and gotten healed. But the whole you is trying to process information for the broken you. Now you hurt. You see how that works? He don't know why I'm, I'm a minister. Yeah, but you're a broken one. You see? And so now who do you want God to speak to? The whole you or the broken you? Watch this. So Naaman turned and went away in a what? Now he offended at the prophet. The only person in the world that could help him. Look at the next verse. But his officers tried to reason with him and said, Sir, if the prophet had told you to do something very difficult, wouldn't you have done it? So you should certainly obey him when he says simply go wash and be cured. He said what he's asking you to do is it's, it's not hard. He said if he, had asked, if he had asked you to go out there and behead a thousand enemies, you would have done it and come back. That's the kind of guy you are. Just go wash. Look at the next verse. So Naaman went down to the Jordan River. And I love the way how the Bible um, just goes past all the emotion, all the things he probably said, the cussing he probably did. I, don't tell me that Naaman went in that stinking Jordan River with, with, a, with a good attitude. He probably dipped the first time and came up cussing. Look at this nasty, muddy, stinking water. He probably saw, have you ever, have you ever, have you ever had a, like a... Um, like a, uh, something on your arm and you put some cream on it and it gets inside of it it, looks, it makes it look worse and look at me look, I look worse and they, they probably on the, on, the, on, the, on the shore going seven times he did the fourth time he comes up he look at himself he look back at them and he, he probably tell them in, in, in his language if I don't come up clean I'm killing all y'all <laughs> now watch this the Bible says the Bible says and go, no, go back to verse 14 he, dipped, he went to the Jordan River, dipped himself seven times as a man of God had instructed him, and his skin became as healthy as the skin of a young child's. And he was what? Because, watch this, it wasn't what he expected, but it's the way God wrote the story. And I wish, if you don't hear anything tonight, it's the way God wrote the story. Because you know what God was trying to do for him? 
God was trying to make it where when he got healed, he didn't go back and say, the prophet waved this hand over me. He's a mighty man. God didn't want that. What God wanted was for Naaman to say, God is my God. Watch how the story progresses. Look at verse 15. The Bible said, then Naaman said it. Naaman and his entire party went back to find the man of God. They stood before him and Naaman said, now I know there is a what? A God in all the world. There's no, no, no God rather in all the world except in Israel. So please accept my gift from, from your servant. He, he didn't... He didn't um, uh, speak highly of Elisha. He said, now I know there's no God but the, but the God of Israel. That's, that's why God wrote the story he did. That's the, why you mad at them for not helping you. God didn't want him to help you because God wants to help you himself. Because God doesn't want him to get the credit in the end. God wants to, he wants all the glory for himself. Are you sitting there, man, talk to my mom again. I was, I was, my father hit when I tell the story, but I called my dad on a payphone on 58 Terrace in Miami. Gunshots were all around me. I said, Dad, I said, I'm, I'm homeless. Can you send a ticket? He said, you made your bed laying it. I was, 19, I was 18, about to be 19 years old. I said, but I don't have any money. I don't know anyone to live. He said, son, I told you. You made your bed laying it. I called my mom. Mom said, I don't have any money. And I looked around. I said, oh, my God. And I'm walking down the street and running to a guy that I grew up with. What are the chances of that? I wasn't even saved. R- ran to this guy. I said, hey. Finally, he said, hard. We were enemies. We became friends. He said, where you staying? I said, man, I'm looking for a place. He said, man, I need a roommate. Moved in with him. He went to church. So I went to church with him to play for him. I'm checking all this church stuff out. I wasn't cool. I was going in high to play. But I said, I was going. But that's my first contact. From there, God orchestrated everything else. You want people to do stuff for you and you're hurt because they're not doing it. But God won't let them. Look at, the, look at the verse. Uh, I got a couple more verses. But actually, one more. So now go back to verse 15. There's a point that's, that's interesting. Naaman says, now, there, now I know there's no God in all the world except the God of Israel. So please accept a gift for, from your servant. So now Naaman expects him to receive a gift. Look what happens in verse 16. But Elijah replied. Everybody read this with me. As surely as the Lord lives. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. another opportunity to be offended this man don't do nothing I ask him to do it wasn't a time to receive gifts and when you read the rest of the story it's a powerful story Naaman learned a lesson that day Elisha knew who he was what his role was Elisha realized this the relationship was not supposed to be between Elisha and Naaman God wanted a, a relationship with Naaman himself Elisha realized I'm just the one that put them together and the rest of the story is um, Naaman asked permission to take dirt from Israel. And he took the dirt and he, he took it back to his house. He poured the dirt out and he would step on the dirt from Israel to worship the God of Israel. And he kept a relationship with God in history for the rest of his life. Isn't that powerful? Here's the thing. Put your hand over your heart real quickly. And say, I release in the name of Jesus everyone that ever hurt my expectations it is not the will of God that I expect things from people that they did not promise me it is not the will of God that I hold things against people and be hurt so father tonight in Jesus name I release every person we hope you've enjoyed today's teaching courtesy of On Course with Heart Ramsey 
We invite you to join the NCC family for our weekly services in Dothan and Montgomery, Alabama, and Atlanta, Georgia. For service times and locations, visit our website, nccfamily.org. Again, nccfamily.org. We invite you to follow Pastor Hart Ramsey on social media, on Twitter, at Hart Ramsey, on Facebook, at Hart Ramsey Media, and on Instagram, at Pastor Hart Ramsey. Be sure to join us next time as we continue to dive into God's Word as we get on course with Hart Ramsey.